Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, September the 2nd, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, doff, which means to take off or remove a piece of clothing. Doff. Hope everyone is enjoying their Friday or will enjoy their Friday. The end of the work week is here. Finally. Wow. Uh, not so much for me. I have to work uh, today and tomorrow. Supposed to have Sunday off. We'll see. We will see. Uh, temperatures here in North Carolina. Uh, of course, the heat with a little bit of humidity. But a cool down of sorts is coming. Is a coming. This weekend going into next week is expected to be in the 80s. Well, I'm sorry, the latter part of the weekend. Uh, Labor Day is looking good in the 80s also. And then some rain coming uh, sometime next week, the middle of the week. Man, all right. Uh, It may be a hint of early fall, but I seriously doubt it. There will be one more big heat wave uh, coming through also. So don't uh, break out your uh, your sweaters and your jackets just yet. <laughs> this is North Carolina. This is the South. And also, uh, it appears uh, the first hurricane of the season is, is expected to form and develop today. Danielle, so far as a tropical storm, it's far out. Uh, they're expected it's moving slow. And then they're saying it that by sometime this weekend, the uh, winds will pick up and it will form into a hurricane and also there's another tropical depression right behind it uh hurricane season hurricane season oh boy i'm not a fan of that like most of you out there i would rather just do without it but it is one of those things that happens at the end of the summer going into the fall i believe hurricane season uh yeah starts in august and runs all the way up to october november somewhere around there so uh We'll see what happens. I hope it's not too active a hurricane season. Man, we we all know if you're from the south or or the lower part of the United States, down in that Gulf region, down there around Florida, Alabama, even Mississippi and uh, Louisiana and Texas, that Gulf can get it too, but nothing's going towards the Gulf yet. Man, just, uh, well, it's hurricane season. (laughs) It, It is, it is. Uh, certainly looking for those cooler temperatures to come also. Much needed, much needed. All right, moving along here also. Man, uh, Vice President Harris was here in Durham yesterday. She visited a senior living center to discuss the uh, Inflation Reduction Act for seniors, which, of course, part of that uh, Inflation Reduction Act, it, it does have a part in there about lowering the cost of medicine that Uh, pretty much directly affects seniors with Medicaid. You know, it's been no secret that for years there was no negotiating the price of uh, a lot of these medicines that these seniors take it, take. And and some of us also, if you're on Medicaid, uh, Medicaid or Medicare, uh, there's no negotiation negotiations, whatever the pharmaceutical company says the price is the price is the price. Medicaid either pays or doesn't pay. And that leaves many of those seniors uh, whether they be in a senior assisted living facility like the one she uh, visited yesterday or just at home on their own, a lot of times that can that can leave them out there 
where they can't afford that medicine that that is needed. It, it just it just does. So she, you know, part of that inflation uh, inflation reduction act was, of course, this the set it in stone that no longer no longer would there not be a negotiation for the prices and Medicaid would be paying for the lowest price. That's that. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, a lot of the seniors did have a chance to talk with her. And, and you know, of course, after she did her uh, walk around talking with some of the seniors and they they uh, were expressing their dismay at, at how things are now. She took to the podium and ta- uh, taunted and, and talked about this Inflation Reduction Act. And then, of course, later on in the evening, uh, she attended a fundraiser for the Democratic Party coming up, you know, upcoming is the midterm elections and elections in general. So it was however many thousand dollar a plate dinner uh, somewhere undisclosed with some top uh, Democrats, some of the financial big wigs, if you will. And of course, you know, she was uh, there stressing the importance of uh, Democratic victories coming up on these midterms. But there was one question that came out and and I kind of found it odd, but maybe not odd, but it still was odd to me. Now, if you're here in North Carolina or if you've been paying attention to North Carolina politics, there's a a vacated Democrat or a vacated Republican uh, Senate seat that's coming up, that we have a retiring Senator Richard Burr who's uh, retiring and uh, Representative Ted Budd, who is a Republican, is going up against uh, Sherry Beasley. Excuse me. Going up against Sherry Beasley. Beasley, who who has won the Democratic uh, nomination to go up against him. And many were asking, why wasn't she there at this, these events? And they were saying, was it a snub or, or, or whatever, what have you? I don't think it was a snub. And, and most uh, people that follow politics would say the same thing. It wasn't a snub. Uh, let's be honest with each other. Uh, Sherry Beasley, who is a former judge, she she's not what you would call your standard politician. And, and she says that she taunts that he also that she wants to go to Washington and, and uh, I guess upset the apple cart of how things are done. Now this be this, this uh, visit yesterday was a, a planned visit by uh, the white house and, and the democratic party. Uh, Sherry Beasley is, is, is on the campaign trail. She, she hasn't won the, that uh, soon to be a vacated seat yet. So she has to get out and she has to uh, politic. She has to get her name out. And, you know, hey, like I said, I don't think it was a snub. She she was just out. She's out on the campaign trail. Uh, she doesn't need to be, I, I don't want to sound uh, rude or arrogant or facetious here, but common sense would say, hey, she doesn't need to be out there uh, rubbing elbows with those that are already in, there in Washington. She needs to set herself up and aside as one that can stand on her own too. And she's been doing a pretty good job. Uh, she just has. Uh, there's been some uh, <laughs> some of the television campaign uh, uh, commercials. Of course, they've taken shots at her record as a judge also. And she has fired back. But yeah, I don't think it was a, a snub uh, on either side, either uh, from the vice president or her. Uh, this is just politics. I mean, hey, if, if you're vying for that seat or you're trying to... Uh, get into the, you know, DC and, and you, you have to do it on your own. Um, hey, you do it on your own. 
uh, you don't go around pulling. It may be or have been an old way of doing politics where you pull on the uh, coattail of, of those that are already there to give you a little bit of push and support. But uh, as of late, uh, a lot of politicians, a lot of those uh, those that want to be politicians do it on their own until they win that nomination or they win that seat. Then, of course, as we all know, they fall in line. But I don't think it was a snub. I don't think she was purposely just uh, trying to say, hey, I'm better than anyone or I'm better than a Democratic Party. She just wants to do things on her own. I, I just don't. I just don't. So I, I'm not sure if that was started by Republicans or maybe even some Democrats. But uh, no, that's a no for me. She didn't need to be there. She just did. She's doing pretty well on her own. Let her continue. Hey, and that could be what the uh, those big wigs in, in D.C. of that Democratic Party said. Hey, she's doing pretty well on her own. We don't want to uh, we don't want to do anything to throw her off and make her appear to be uh, running along with us. Let her stand on her own two feet. She's doing pretty well. Hey, she just is. She just is. All of that yesterday, and and I'll get to this next story also. All of that yesterday with uh, the vice president being here in North Carolina. The latter part was she she uh, you know there was a fundraising dinner, and and she was there talking about the upcoming midterm elections and the general election in two thousand twenty four, and she was stressing the importance of of getting Democrats back into those that House and that Senate taking back control. That, that's all that this was. Uh, it just was. This is politics. It just is. Uh, so if you're thinking to yourself, well, she was here. It was a good thing. Yeah, it was. But this is politics. This is what you have to do. This is, hey, uh, Republicans are doing the same thing. Uh, we see it with uh, former President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, those that he have has supported, like I said before, all of the pretty much all of those he has supported, they have won their election bids, and now they're going into those midterms, and and they're ahead of the game. So clearly, the Democratic Party sees this, recognizes this, and realizes, hey, we got to step our game up. Yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. If you want to take back control of that House and that Senate, you guys better put something together. Because uh, I got to be honest with you, <laughs> it's not looking too well for you. And, and we all know also with President Biden and his poll numbers and, and uh, how many Americans view and are looking at the things he has done since he's been in uh, office. And hey, uh, once again, you Democrats better step your game up. Because also later, this, later that evening, President Biden gave a, a speech in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania which, of course, is the home of democracy, where he announced that democracy is under attack. Hmm. Didn't know that. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, he went to the uh, what many say is the home of democracy, Philadelphia, and he gave a speech where, uh, like I said, he says, uh, hey, uh, democracy, democracy is under attack, but it's under attack from MAGA. Republicans. It's not the Republican Party as a whole. It's certain ones in the Republican Party, he says, those that are MAGA that are in support of Trump, uh, make America great again, Republicans. And they are launching a, an attack on democracy. He pretty much said that they are interested in lies and not the truth and democracy. 
He used the January 6th riots and the attack on the FBI after the raid on President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Hmm. It, it left, I, I just had a question and I was thinking, but then I realized, uh, like I say, once again, this is politics. But uh, for the life of me, I, I never understood, but I understand why uh, current or sitting presidents will refer back to the previous administration. Uh, that seems petty to me, and I don't uh, profess to know everything there is to know about politics. I'm not that astute, but I would think if I'm in office, I would be focused on what I need to do. I could care less about the former administration, but yeah, he, he said, it's obvious, it's obvious, like I said earlier, that Democrats are realizing, hey, we got a power grab problem going on in this nation and we're losing. That That's the bottom line. It's not looking too well for the, uh, the Democratic Party as a whole. And I asked myself, I said, well, why is he talking about Trump? And, and, and those uh, MAGA Republicans, as he said, uh, it's obvious. It just is. They realize they have a huge problem. They got to gain some ground. But then again, I still, I still ask and I still say, why are you talking about Trump? This country's in turmoil. Let's not be uh, blindsided or, or sidestepped or hoodwinked or bamboozled just because we've had a, a month or so of uh, looks like the country's turning around. This country still has a long way to go. The economy, inflation, even though they say inflation is is is, is lowering, we still have inflation. Uh, the price of goods and services is it, still through the roof. It just is. And of course, you know, we had the COVID response. And, and if you're saying, well, COVID is over. No, COVID ain't. <laughs> it just it just isn't. Uh, the economy, COVID, violence, employment, unemployment. Uh, they're coming out with a report uh, later this afternoon or later this morning saying uh, uh, releasing the job no numbers or job creations for the month of August. That's good, I guess. In addition to the, the employment and unemployment, you have education. You got an infrastructure problem. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and a cashmere sweater. Now, when I say infrastructure, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on topic. But uh, uh, we all know uh, one of the problems here recently we find out with infrastructure, uh, like what I talked about earlier, Jackson, Mississippi, and that water crisis they're, they're having. And by the way, FEMA is stepping in. The president has uh, uh, came forward and, and declared a state of whatever to give assistance to Jackson, Mississippi. And if you're not aware of the problem, it, it just isn't the flood problem. What has been discovered, there's a problem with the water treatment facility and it, it's filtration. Uh, old, outdated, money hasn't gone into that. And now you got a problem where you, you know, hey, yeah, you had the flooding and, and the river's crested, but uh, you, you still could not Filtrate that water. That's an infrastructure problem. And it's not just there in, in Jackson, Mississippi uh, or Flint, Michigan. It's going on throughout this country. That I, I, I feel safe in saying, and, and I know many of you, you, you got to you gotta realize and admit there hasn't been a lot of money given to infrastructure as it relates to our water supplies. And it's starting to show. It just is. So you, you have that infrastructure uh problem going on. 
but yet you're focusing in on Trump. Why are you focusing in on uh, former President Trump? Uh, because, like I say, or dare I say, these are a, a, a things or issues that a large majority of Americans are concerned about, not Trump MAGA supporters. So why? It's you in the Democratic Party. You guys in the Democratic Party Party are trying to put MAGA out front and center when in all actuality, I'm not going to uh, sit here and stand on this soapbox and say MAGA is not a problem. MAGA is not a problem. Uh, they're a problem, but they're really not the big problem. And when I say they're a problem, they're a, they are a group of American Republicans that, some, that feel as though their voices or their wants and needs aren't being addressed. And they're saying they're not not only not being addressed by the Democratic Party, of course, but there's some in the Republican Party that don't address their needs and wants also. So that's the reason they went January the 6th. They showed up in D.C. to make uh, to let their voices be heard. Now, it's understandable. January the 6th and now this attack on the FBI, it's completely understandable that people would say, hey, wait a minute. Who are these people and what are they doing? They're a problem. They're trouble. Uh, maybe. Yeah. To an extent. But also, you got to take into account their point of view. Let's be real with each other. How many times have we, you and I, said that our voices, our wants, our needs, our issues aren't being heard and they were completely ignored and we were walked away from? So you have these group of people that are saying no more, no way, no how. You're going to hear our voices now, whether you like it or not. You're going to address the issues that we have because we're here also. So it, it, it appears to me that the reason why this MAGA is now coming to the forefront or MAGA supporters of Trump or former President Trump and his his uh, handling of classified documents, why now is such a great importance for our national security and America as a whole and democracy, it's because those damn midterms are coming up and you guys in the Democratic Party know full well you got a dogfight on your hands. You got to stop with all that nonsense and you got to meet people where they are at. You just do. You just do. Um, democracy under attack? I, I, I can't give you that. I, I just don't see that. I just see a group of people, no matter how much you detest or how much you like them or whatever, or what have you. I just see a group of people that are fed up with the way things have been going in their lives. Many in their own Republican Party also, they're upset about that. Like I said, they're saying their voices aren't being heard and their issues aren't being met or talked about within their own party. So that was the reason for January 6th. And now we see uh, that is the reason why, and, and there has been some threats on uh, the FBI. Uh, two or three weeks ago, we know uh, it was either shortly before or shortly thereafter, there was a guy in Ohio, I believe, that uh, gave a, a, an attempt to walk into the FBI head branch offices, uh, branch office there, uh, where they ended up killing them. Uh, got in a shootout, and you have many that are online because of that raid on that uh, residence in Florida of uh, President Trump with those classified documents that are online, uh, ranting and raving and raising a little, you know what? Also, making threats. So yeah. There's a huge problem in this country, but I just don't think democracy is under attack. 
I don't think they want to do away with democracy and they want to show no disregard or do away with certain parts of the Constitution. I think they really just want uh, the Constitution upheld as a whole and they want their voices heard. Uh, Don't be swayed or fooled into thinking or believing that they are uh, launching a personal attack on democracy as the president and so many Democrats and so many of those in the media outlet outlets are saying, uh, I just don't see that. Maybe it's a naivete on my part. Maybe it is, but I just don't see it. I just see uh, American citizens that are saying, hey, 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 hold up. Wait a minute. What about us? We got some things that we need to deal with also. Just do, just do. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And may, I, I really don't think I'm wrong when I say that that Democratic Party yeah, they're up in arms and they're a little concerned about those uh, midterms and then the upcoming election in 2024. Also, they're really concerned about these midterms because they want to take back that House and that Senate. Uh, if they want they plan on doing the things they need to do, then, yes, of course, they have to. If a Republican was in office, he, would, he or she would be doing the exact same thing. This is just politics. Nothing personal. It just is. I know many of you are going to say, well, whether it's politics or whatever, it's personal because it affects me in my day-to-day dealings. Yeah, it does. It does. But then again, you also may want to think, uh, like I've always said, just because you belong to a certain political party and you elect a certain uh, candidate that is of that party doesn't really mean that they have your best interests at heart. And in mind, because um, the way politics is set up, sad to say, (laughs) if that party as a whole has an agenda and has issues that they want to deal with first, uh, they're going to deal with those issues. And, And how that is determined is based off of those political contributions. It just is. So who gives the most monies? Their issues and their wants and needs are met first, as opposed to little old you and me, who just get up every morning, go to work, vote, and pay taxes. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. That and those are just the facts. Just is, folks. Just is. Just is. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, pretty, pretty exciting times. Pretty exciting. And when I say exciting, I mean, it kind of leaves you on the edge of your seat to see what's going to happen with these midterms, because these midterms are going to tell the tale. They're going to it's going to take the forefront. It's coming on front street. How these midterms turn out very well can determine how 2024 is going to turn out also. So that's why those Democrats are on the uh, they're they're out there. They're starting to hit the uh, pavement. Doing a little politicking maybe even kissing babies and shaking hands. <laughs> uh, I don't know about the kissing babies and shaking hands now, especially with us coming out of this pandemic. Don't think there would be too much of that going on, but politicking nonetheless, getting those campaign contributions flowing. And that appears to be what is happening. Uh, like I said earlier, in case you uh, aren't aware or you, you've been on a rock the past four to eight years, 
North Carolina is a key battleground state. It may not be the key battleground state, but it is now a key battleground state. So stand by to stand by. There's going to be a lot more visits from politicians. It just is. And more specifically here in Durham, Durham is uh, historically a Democratic stronghold for North Carolina. Overwhelmingly a Democratic stronghold for North Carolina. It just is. Just is. City, a little bit of the county, but it is. So uh, it, stand, it stands the reason, and it's only fitting that Democrats come to Durham. And apparently we have some uh, Democratic bigwigs here with a little money to spend. Ooh. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready because they are coming. <laughs> they just saw. They just saw. Um, like I said, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these midterms. Pretty exciting times to be in North Carolina. Whoever thought that little old North Carolina would turn into a, a political stronghold, a key battleground state. At one point in time, North Carolina was uh, what they determined whether, you know, it'd be the red or the blue. North Carolina was red for Republicans. But here within the last four to eight years, it has changed. Starting to see more blue pop up. So that's why the Democrats are coming. They are coming and running. <laughs> this is a key battleground state here, folks. Jesse is. Jesse is. Well, I'm going to get on out of here. I got to go into work, like I said. And I, yeah, well, even though it's Friday and I got to work, I got to close the, the, later this evening. Uh, it still is a, a beautiful day outside. It, it just is. Uh, yeah, it's a little, it's going to be a little warm, but the heat isn't that oppressive like it was back in August and July when we had those 100 degree plus days and that heat heat indices just as it, it, it's a little bit more manageable, but you can still tell the humidity's out here. So I, I'm going to get on out of here. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. I won't bite. So offer your feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, wherever you are listening, hit that like and subscribe button so you can be notified when I drop these podcasts. Yes. Keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.